Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, you are welcome to the Woke Up Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm back. Um, last week, last week, <laughs> the last time I wasn't on the podcast because I was my head down on my computer trying to get my work done to finish off my master's. And I am proud to say, brup, brup, brup. That I am a master's degree graduate with a merit. Yay. <laughs> so I'm actually happy about that because the struggle with that master's was very, was a very tough time. So thank you, Lowly, for holding it down with Timmy last time. Um, appreciate you as always. Um, but I'm not going to keep talking about myself. We have a special guest with us today. This person... You know, you probably um, have been hearing lately that we've been connecting with people that are just beyond work, okay? So this person is not just someone that we have worked with. She's actually very close to our hearts. So she's part of our inside community, okay? Um, and we appreciate her so much. <laughs> They're laughing at me. You guys can stop laughing at me. Oh um, my goodness. <laughs> if only you could see, if only you could see mine and our special guests' faces. All right, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, Thank without you. further ado, let's introduce Miss Faith Kachikundo. Faith yes. yourself. Hi, hi, hi. So, as Oyin has said, I'm Faith Kachikundo. Um, I am a business owner. Business is called Empower, um, and we provide therapeutic mentoring to young people aged seven to nineteen, with the aim of supporting them to positively engage in education and training, to not engage in criminal activity or antisocial behaviour, to support them to have a more stable mental state and emotional well-being, and to also help them with any family issues or family difficulties. So that is me. That is what I do. Love that, love that, love that. Okay, so let's just warm up a little bit. I just thought it would be good to give you some shot fire questions and you just have to let us know the first thing that comes to your mind, yeah? So what is your favourite type of food or favourite cuisine? Ah, see, I'm so awkward because I don't have a favourite and I'm so sorry, I'm, just, I'm that awkward person who doesn't have a favourite um I'm just gonna <sighs> you don't even have a top top three or what what's top of the list I'm gonna be a very uh, basic and I'm gonna say chicken because I like some good chicken <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll let that slide chicken cheeky nandos is that your thing cheeky nando I love, I love some wings you know yeah Cheekies. I hear that <laughs> I hear that I hear that when I used to eat meat that was my thing too that was definitely my thing. So if you could learn one new personal skill, what would it be? Well, I am currently learning to play the guitar. So it would be to play the guitar because, you know, we're not where we want to be, you know? There's there's a lot of room, you know, room for improvement. So I would play it well. Interesting. I, like you should, if you guys could see my interesting face, like I'm very impressed. That's really cool. So you're like a, a low key musician, but you know, just on the side, just low key in the corner. 
in the corner. <laughs> in the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm in the corner musician, yes. Um, if you could buy any car that you wanted, what car would that be? This one's easy. Mercedes, GLE, Coupe, all black, blacked out, everything. That's my car. I will have that car. I will own that car. I will drive that car. Ooh, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Um, if you had to sing karaoke, what would be your go-to song? Ooh, wow. The first song that came to mind, really, is um, Amy Winehouse. Well, I think that's because I sung that, like, the one time I did karaoke in my life, that was a song that I sung. So I think that's why it came to mind. So let me just throw it out there. Let me say Amy Winehouse. And it was um, Tears Dry on Their Own. Throwback, I know. Yeah, I remember that song. Amy Winehouse just, she brings back so many, like, nostalgic feelings. It's crazy. And it's been so long since she passed away, hasn't it? It's been a while. Okay. Um, If you could pick one item of clothing that you could wear every day, what would it be? Aside from underwear, of course. (laughs) Hmm. Something very comfortable. Like a jumpsuit, like a, just a very very comfortable attractive or just loungewear, basically. Just something where I can just, you know, be comfortable in what I'm doing. Because comfortability is very important, okay? Are you a tracksuit lady? Are you a tracksuit lady? Well, funnily enough, I don't really own a lot of tracksuits. However, comfortability, you know, I like some bit of loungewear. I do like loungewear. I hear that. I hear that. Okay, so when you were growing up, or it can be now, what was the one place that you wanted to go to and why? The one place you wanted to go to or travel to and why? South Africa. Um, it's always appealed to me. I love Africa and yeah, I've never been, so it's been on my hit list. Um, but yeah, because I love Africa and I think maybe it was like the one place in Africa that you kind of saw a lot. Um, so maybe that, that's what kind of sparked my interest in going from early. Um, I think it's also one place in Africa. Obviously, I know Africa has a lot of nice places, but it was the one place that was kind of portrayed in this nice light, you know, when they portray certain other parts of Africa, it's not quite portrayed in, in that way. Um, so as a young person, as a child, I would see it and I'd be like, oh, you know, I want to go there. So it is still on my hit list for sure. I hear that. I definitely hear that. Um, if there is a zombie apocalypse, who are you choosing to be on your team? And this can be fictional and non-fictional. Are we, are we like, are we fighting? Like, what are we doing? What, what do my team members have survival, to do? Survival, survival. Okay, think zombie apocalypse. You've got to kill zombies. You've got to find somewhere safe to be. You've got to find food, the whole thing. <laughs> like, you're trying to survive the end of the world, in quotes. So who's on your team? <laughs> are you thinking Thor? Are you thinking, I don't know. It can be non-fictional and fictional. It could be your brother. Like, I would definitely have Oyen on my team. Um, who would I have? To be fair, I was thinking superheroes when you said that. Um, let's have Storm, a bit of Storm, you know, from X Men. Why not? Have a I bit of Storm. That. Um, who else would I have? Maybe my brother as well. Actually, I'm not stealing your answers. I promise. <laughs> but honestly, um, I always go to my my eldest brother 
I am like, he's a very resourceful person and I'm always going to him and asking him to do stuff for me. And I'm always asking him for stuff. So I think I actually bring him with me and I just be like, oh, can you do that for me, please? Can you go fight the zombie when I just sit back here? Because, you know, brothers, they're protective, aren't they? So then yeah. I can kind of sit back while he does, you know, he does the hard work and I'll just be there like, you know, so yeah, there you go. Just let him come yeah. in and everything. <laughs> I hear that. That's it. <laughs> Lazy answer, I know, but. But that, those are good choices because I think, I mean, I think the person on my list would probably be like someone like Richard Branson, well connected dude who has lots of money because then we'll just fly around until we run out of petrol. <laughs> okay, final question. Who's one woman who inspires you and why? This is, um, I hope it doesn't sound too cliche, but I'm actually gonna say my mom. Um, I will say my mom. And I say that because um, she's she's a soldier. Honestly, she's a soldier. She is resourceful for sure. You know, she came to this country by herself. She didn't have any family here. She had, you know, she raised me and my brothers by herself. So like, she's done well, done well career wise. She's progressed. She's worked hard. She's grafted. You know, so I've go from like just working um certain jobs and now she's kind of like got a managerial position and you know what I mean I've, I've seen her grind and make her way to the top basically um and yeah she's I've never wanted for anything she's always looked after us and made sure we're good so I like the work ethic the drive the hard work the heart listen power to the African woman because I, I don't think I don't think if you talk to anyone who whose mum came from Africa as an immigrant like similar stories like they're just they're very golden women very resilient very hard-working and I guess that's why we're also in business because they just put that spirit in us and the hustle is just there from birth you know so I feel that okay Oyin take it away with the first question absolutely before I take it with the first question I actually have to agree I have to agree more with you because Someone like my mom, for example, who is a nurse, she's so entrepreneurial. Whether she's good at being an entrepreneur, well, not entre- not all entrepreneurs are business owners, to be honest. I think some people just have great entrepreneurial spirit. She sells kettles and stuff. So it's just really inspiring just to hear that another amazing woman behind another amazing woman um, is an amazing woman, right? So anyway, we'll, we'll go straight to the questions. Um, what's the one thing you love about yourself or one thing that you feel is distinct about yourself? Um, I love that I have vision. And when I say that, so like (laughs) my ability to see beyond what I see. So even with people, you know, I work with people, as I said, um, and even just people in life I feel like I have a lot of patience um and what some people or who some people may write off I don't do you know what I mean so I kind of have that vision to see someone's future if you want to call that but do you know what I mean so you see their potential and you see what's inside of them even if they don't see it themselves in relationships I think it's very important in the work that I do um kind of supporting young people and families and communities 
That is really cool. It's so important. I mean, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you should really have vision, right? But it's even better when you have vision. But I also find that as someone who's a visionary in everything I do, it can also be quite a struggle because you're 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 pushing towards potential. Um, and sometimes some people would I don't want to sound negative, some people struggle to meet their potential. Um, so I'm actually curious about how you kind of balance that vision um, mindset and also that drive with you know managing your expectations for the people that you work with I agree wholeheartedly actually um it can be difficult so I've got a friend who is like well just don't expect anything because then if it doesn't happen then you're fine but I don't like to live like that that's just like quite a Debbie Downer, pessimistic way to live. Um, boring as well. Yeah, like I understand like the whole protection, you know, you're protecting yourself from getting hurt. I understand what they're trying to do. But for me, in terms of managing it, I guess it's not putting, I guess understanding that people are responsible for themselves. So even if I have vision, it's understanding, you know, responsibility and accountability. What am I responsible for? What can I do? What what can I change but I don't it's not my job to change somebody else if that makes sense so if I have a vision and can see something in somebody but they're not willing to work with it then I have to guard my heart as well and mm-hmm. say you know what I've I see this but if you don't want to then it's just now it doesn't mean that I no longer see it but now I just kind of have to balance that and kind of respond to you in a way that is protective of myself I hope that makes sense it makes absolute sense and I agree with you and one of the things I, I I always talk about when it comes to vision is that vision is not earned it's given right so we've been given vision is from the inside out or visions from above and from the inside out so actually um because it's a gift now expelling that vision or expelling it onto someone else or projecting that vision to someone else also should be a gift and they have the right and the responsibility to accept or reject your gift no matter how hard it is so yeah it's very hard one to be honest so we can all, we can all talk about these things in a deep way but when it comes to action it becomes very much more difficult but anyway we'll move on I have something to say that I think when it comes to your vision for people <clears throat> like you said it's really hard to manage that way in and I think, like you said, Faith, being able to guard your heart, but also still see potential of, of vision is like, a, it's a perfect juggle. And it's like, you're constantly having to do that dance. And I was gonna ask off the back of that. So when it comes to people, do you feel like you have to just like cut them off in terms of guarding your heart and like guarding your expectations? Do you? cut them off which sounds very extreme but like how do you actually um work that into maybe a working relationship with someone well if it's a working relationship I'm assuming you're referring to like client young person number one I can't cut them off (laughs) but also I guess it's just about I can't give up um in the working context I actually can't give up um, and that's what I'm here for. Um, it's what I'm here for. But then maybe, to be fair, I've been pretty fortunate slash blessed to have 
young people who they do want like they people want better for themselves they actually do um a lot of people don't know how to get there but if you've got somebody that's there that can kind of help you to understand how to get there then you'd be surprised how many people actually do um want to cooperate or work with you um but I think I'm also probably have that issue in like my personal life um and in those instances I think that I don't necessarily have to cut you off but I can create distance you know told you I'm a nice person <laughs> I can create some distance um but if it is a case of you know you've assessed the situation and maybe you're not meant to go into my next chapter quote unquote then it's okay as well you know to healthily actually very healthily because I think that's important because we, we live in a very much like all right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna disappear on you or I'm just gonna go cold on you but that's to me that's not the right way to go about it um so just about how do I go about quote-unquote cutting somebody off um communicate 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 in a healthy way um and also I, I read a book and it was basically saying that when you want to quote-unquote cut somebody off you make it about you and not about them so you don't make it about what they don't have, but you make it more about like yourself and your needs and where you're going. So it's not like, oh, I'm cutting you off because you are not, you are not. But it's, oh, actually, do you know what? I'm moving on because I am, or does that make sense? Because of me, me, me. So it kind of takes the pressure or the onus or even the rejection can be like, it can basically softens the blow. Um, yeah. That's really good. I think, I think, um business business all about relationships and knowing how to leverage relationships in a way that not just favors yourself but also favors the other party it's about a value exchange as well um so actually i think we i think when it comes to cutting off <laughs> i don't believe in cutting off but when it comes to t- cutting ties i guess um it has to be based upon mutual agreement rather than a one way street um you know and you know, in, in the case of business, you have to look at the bottom lines and seeing whether that relationship is achieving each other's bottom lines. If it's not, then we leave it there. But anyway, let's move on to the next question. So this is this, this is moving away from the vision now. Um, what did your life look like three to five years ago? Um, so you can tell us your story. You can tell us, your you know, a hard moment that kind of got you to switch out of your previous um, life um, or your catalyst for change? Okay, um, so three to five years ago, I was working for the council, Birmingham City Council, which then became Birmingham Children's Trust whilst I was there. Um, so I was working for children's services with young people that were at risk of being accommodated to local authority care. Yeah. Um, and those that were already in care to support them to safely return home. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was. It was a great, it was a very good job. You know, like it was a job that was quite competitive to get into. I was the youngest on the team and, you know, I was doing pretty all right for myself um, at the time. And yeah, so it was actually whilst I was working in that role where, so even being in that role, clearly shows I've always like had a heart, heart for people. Um, and it was whilst I was working there, I came across quite a few black families. I don't remember if I specified in my intro, but the support that I give is for black um, youth and families. And um, I came across quite a few black families who would always like 
say, oh, I want a black worker, or we just feel very misunderstood, or just very mm-hmm. out of, like, they just didn't feel that there was like, like that kind of connection um, mm-hmm. from social services, from the professionals. Um, and it was whilst I was there that I was just working with a particularly young girl. Um, she was she was she was a great young girl like you could just see she'd been through a lot she had a lot going on but she was very misunderstood um and I think that was another thing that was quite a common theme you know just being misunderstood if they were presenting a certain way then it's perceived in you know a negative way as opposed to really understanding okay what's going on um for that for that person and so as whilst I was there that so the work that I did was time limited so it was 12 weeks Okay. Um, the 12 weeks were coming up and I was like oh this girl she still needs help mm. um, and I I just knew that she would really benefit from like a black worker um black organization the organization that I was looking for I was looking for an organization that incorporated family as well into the work and honestly it didn't exist I was, I was looking I was searching I was asking and it didn't exist so then I'm thinking okay I have this heart for black people. I am qualified, I'm skilled, I'm experienced. So it was actually after that, I was like, why don't I do something about it? I don't want to be that person on the sidelines, like crying about what they don't like or what it needs to be done. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had, I believed, and I do believe <laughs> that I had and have, you know, what it, what it takes to kind of quote unquote be the change, you know, that I was wishing to see. Um, so that's where it all started. And then I kind of obviously had a decent network working for the council, kind of just asked a lot of people and I did all my background research and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, that's when I decided. Well, actually, at the time, I was also doing some training um, in systemic psychotherapy, family therapy. And then I decided that once I've completed that training, then I was going to start running with, with the vision that I saw. Oh, that's fantastic. Such a great, I think it's such a natural, organic um, process that you've been through. So you you are one of those entrepreneurs that really saw the problem <laughs> and then you just tried to solve it. Um, it sounds very similar to kind of my kind of story as well. Um, I remember I used to work in a, in a school, it was actually my school I went to, and I was a classroom assistant, a math classroom assistant. And so I was working with ages between well, not ages, abilities from people who could not add two plus two all the way to A-level higher standards. What I found is that when I was working with people, the less able kids, as they say, um, is that their, their cha- the challenges was a lot more layered <laughs> than what the teachers could actually help them with. Um, and a lot of that was one of the things that kind of geared me to kind of say, you know what, I need to do something about it. So it's great to see that too. Um, so th- thank you for that. So your aha moment essentially was that, that girl, um, and that's your ideal customer. So you've, you know, your ideal beneficiary or customer, if you like to put it, depending on how you kind of structure your business. Um, and that was like essentially your, your ideal, um, moment that kind of pivoted you. What kind of, what thing, what thing kind of keeps you going when it gets hard? You know, what keeps you going, you know, in hard times? Honestly, what keeps me going is the people that I support and help. 
um, that it's actually not for me. I didn't do this for faith, for faith's benefit, for faith's pockets. For, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard journey as we know. Um, starting up a business and you know running with it. Um, so honestly, the people seeing a difference in people's lives, meeting them one way, leaving them another way, and that honestly is what keeps me going. And knowing that what I'm doing now. I'm only just getting started so there's just so much more ahead that why would I stop now when I know where I'm going when I know that the reach is so much greater than where it is now it, to me it wouldn't even make sense it wouldn't even make sense to stop now when I know I know that what I offer is a value so if I know that okay I'm here now but there's so many more people's lives that can be impacted why would I stop people from receiving what's of value if that yeah, makes sense. so that's what keeps me going that's good I love, that. I love that and I think um what you said about just that that um hunger to see change is what continues to keep you going and keeps motivating you and would you say that's like one of the things that has dramatically changed your life outcomes is in in terms of like how you're running in power but also just everything that you're doing do you feel like that how do you keep that habit of those keeping those people in in mind or what beliefs or practices do you keep doing that motivate you and have helped you change the trajectory of your journey can you please clarify that question I'm just trying to make sure I've got you so what do I do now to uh, yeah you might have to finish the sentence <laughs> so in essence like what are the things that you do now and have been doing that have dramatically changed your life outcomes so like habits in terms of your beliefs your practices um the things that you keep reminding yourself right thank you um i think that Giving myself reality checks. I feel like I've had a pretty, you know, prior to this, in terms of like education, employment, my life has been pretty, pretty smooth. It's been, you know, the high achiever, the one that, you know, what I mean, gets into college, gets into uni, gets that job, gets that job. Um, so I think that this was a bit like, whoa, <laughs> what is this entrepreneurial journey? Like, what's happening? Um, so I think that just reminding myself that okay this is real life you know um I think that that kind of helps me um reminding myself that as I said before like I kind of just have to keep going I, I talk to myself a lot so I have a lot of self-talk I have a lot of pep talks with myself in my room you know um so kind of just having that I was gonna say dialogue but I guess it's more of a monologue isn't it having that monologue with myself um and just keeping just reminding myself of the why I think the why is really what's important um so you said in terms of what changed what do I do that's changed the trajectory um just not just not giving up honestly just not giving up um because sometimes it can be hard and sometimes it can be like do you know what I've, I've, ugh, like would I ever go back to full-time employment I'm like do you know what as in full-time employment for somebody else I'm like <laughs> faith I know that I wouldn't, but you know, when sometimes you just like, hmm, you know, well, honestly, you just have to, as I said, reality checks, reality checks, reality checks, um, and just kind of like having 
a routine, having goals, you know, small goals, big goals, and kind of just ensuring that I work towards those. And I hope that's answered your question. Yeah, it does. And I was even going to say, I I think everybody who's on a business journey goes through like one of these two mindsets. Oh my gosh, I love what I'm doing. This is amazing. Look at how it's impacting people. And then some days you're just like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> like you could never say that you hate what you do because I mean, otherwise you'd be doing something else. But you're just like, wait, why am I why did I why did I choose to do this? So I think I can definitely relate. I think we all go through the one of those two mindsets. And like you said, starting with why. Um, and allowing that to fuel you, allowing the impact of what you're doing to to be a motivation for you is so important. And we've definitely seen that. Like we had an event called the Amplify Her virtual event last week, Saturday. And it was so funny because, you know, we were holding it because to be honest, we wanted to have this conversation with these these influential women. But we also found that a lot of the viewers are like, man, I woke up feeling like I didn't know what I was doing. This has given me a lot of insight. This has been helpful. And those things, I'm just like, yeah, that is why. That is why I put myself through not sleeping because I wanted people to feel that way. So I completely agree with you. Awesome. Oh, such good conversations here. I think um, oftentimes we don't talk about the, the struggle of running a business um, as well as the struggle of running a business and not wanting to go back to the old life, you know, even if monetary, monetary wise, it might, you know, f- look favorable. Um, one of the things I like to say as well is if you stick to the, if you stick to it and you risk it all, you get the, you get a massive return of investment that you've put in. And that, that investment doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be your sleepless nights. It can be your cry, your tears, the blood, the, sh- the sweat. Um, you actually reap it a hundredfold, essentially. So yeah, fantastic. Um, next question that I have for you. Do you see yourself as successful? If yes, why? If no, why not? Good question. Um... I'm going to give two answers. (laughs) No, I do see myself as successful. I do because in terms of business, I did it, you know, I did it and I'm still here. You know, I'm still, I'm still going. I have referrals. I have a good um, flow. My profile is growing. Um, I'm impacting people, you know, people leave me better, you know, healthier um so I would say that definitely is success you know um however I have a long way to go I have a long way to go um but obviously it's important to not be so hard on yourself because again I am not where I started but there's definitely a lot more ahead so okay maybe I'm going to give one answer the answer is yes the answer is yes I am successful um however there is you know there's more there is more but that doesn't take away from my now Awesome. It's great because um, a lot of people, a lot of successful people that I've heard in a lot of um, great podcasts don't actually think that they're successful, even if they've earned, like they've earned millions and whatever. So actually success is a mindset. Um, it's 
waking up this morning was a success you know being on this podcast is a success so i guess it's how you see it um and your perspective on things and it's the little wins actually that help you realize that our last um podcast episode with temi olukoko was so interesting because she was the first person we've had on the podcast to say actually no I don't feel like I'm successful but when she broke out broke down why it was the same reason why you know you were gonna say yes and no um it's that whole I'm not yet where I want to be and there's still lots to do like plenty of stuff to do but then I kind of just pointed out I was like yeah but you're still successful because I mean <laughs> all those little wins all those um little goals you're meeting them you're you're making them happen you're achieving them so that's worth celebrating and I guess I guess the culture around success is changing a lot as well um no longer does it take 10 years to achieve the goals that we some some of them do but like a lot more more of our goals are becoming more holistic and and more realistic and more achievable and so it doesn't have to take us 10 years to achieve our goals if we're focusing and putting our heads down so I totally I love that response next question what is your advice for women who may be confused about the path they should go on because you've talked about making that transition that pivot from what you were doing previously to now so what's your advice for someone who's like yeah like I see a problem too like how do I how do I step out of the boat how do I do a Peter how do I walk on water how do I um how do I make this pivot because I see a need it's definitely there there's definitely market there's definitely opportunity what's what's your advice to them Well, to jump off what you said about Peter walking on water, Peter had to walk. That's what he had to, he literally, he had to walk. He could not walk on water without doing the act of walking. So I would say if, if it's the case of, you know, you know, you've noticed something, um, you know what you want to do, I would say do it, <laughs> do it. Obviously be well-informed, you know, don't be well-informed, gather the information you need, whether it's asking people, whether it's getting business advice, whether it's what I did personally, was I connected with people in the field. I connected with people doing what I wanted to do, like people that were working for themselves, people that worked in my field. And mm. I just asked questions, I asked questions. Like, don't be shy to ask questions. Don't be scared as well. Cause I know a big thing is, oh, but what if they steal my idea? What if they steal my idea? Like, it's your source, it's your source. Obviously be wise, you know, don't be out here shouting to the whole world that this is what I, I plan on doing. Um, but just select some people and inquire you know you'll you'll thank yourself for gathering the information instead of not stepping out and not you know quote-unquote shooting your shot um with people um you'll thank yourself for it so i'd say gather the information be well informed have a plan and walk and walk but also don't be afraid in your walking to fall over don't be afraid in your walking to maybe graze your knee here and there you know it's a part of the process um but don't let it put you off and just keep walking love that I think key thing I heard from you there was you know what it's not going to be a perfect road sometimes um we think oh yeah um we just look at the goal and then we we think oh yeah let's just get the goal we don't actually remember that the process is just as important as a goal 
I mean, I started swimming lessons um, recently. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to swim, by the way, for those listening. Well, I do now because I've started swimming lessons, um, but I didn't know how to swim a couple months back. And one of the things I learned about myself is that actually maybe I'm not very good at the journey bit. <laughs> um, I really am so determined to get to the destination that I don't really good. At, I'm not really good at the journey. Um, so as entrepreneurs, we actually would learn a lot if we if we understand how to enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, even when it's when it hurts. And I think when the times when I've actually gone with the journey and gone with the process, those are the most there's most times when I've learned a lot about myself and it's actually helped me and equipped me for the next phase of life that I was going into. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I would add there. But yeah, Faith, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Lastly, we would like you to plug yourself, you know, plug your socials and any specific things that you're working on that you think our audience um, will be interested in hearing? Okay, so um, Faith Tachikondo on LinkedIn. I'm sure I would spell it, but I'm sure it's going to be, you know, <laughs> in the description, in the title, um, at Empower.org UK. You can find, that's my organisation. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, currently, we're doing mentoring. So, if you have any wonderful young Black people that would need some support in education, in emotional well-being, in unsafe behaviour, criminal activity, um, then get in touch. Check out our website www.m, which is em-power.org.uk, for more information and get in touch with us. We're also developing some workshops as well um, that we'll be looking to move with early 2021. So keep an eye out, follow us and keep an eye out for the things that we have coming. Love that. And as always, we have woke work. When do you listen to an episode and not get woke work? So this week's woke work is, uh, it's kind of, you got, you know, two tasks to do. So you did a SWOT analysis a few weeks ago. I hope you did. And um, if you did one and you found out something interesting about yourself, let us know. Hashtag woke up pod and at us at Neo Enterprise on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but you, you did one of those. Now I think it's time to do a needs assessment. So I recently started a short course on women in leadership. And one of the coaches was talking to me about doing a quick assessment of our needs. And I think it's really interesting because sometimes after we've discovered what our strengths are and, um, and what we're doing, what we, we could be doing better, all that, we actually need to do a needs assessment of what can take us from where we are to the next um, stage. And sometimes that leap is determined by actually assessing what is required. So that's number one. Um, number two, think about alongside those, need, um, those needs that you have, think about the quick win wins on how you can actually meet those needs. Uh, a lot of people have been tweeting about how this year kind of got cancelled because of COVID, because of everything that's happening economically, socially. It's just been one of those years where it's like, wow. Um, but 
it's still time it's still an opportunity to make yourself some short-term goals so definitely think about those quick wins that you can use to turn things around and meet those needs and finally we as a team at neo enterprise started reading how successful people think by john c maxwell he's an amazing author he talks about leadership he talks about success he's just if you listen to him he's a very dynamic and engaging speaker as well so my plug is to go and find that book or find the audio and start reading it like we've just started it as a team so if you want to keep up with us and read alongside us you can you are definitely welcome to do that but yes that is your work work it's fully loaded i'm sure you have things to do and i've added to that list so yeah thank you so much faith for coming on we appreciate you till next time ladies bye, bye.